Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I'm speaking with Will Wilkinson of Fritch. The band has just shared their newest single titled We Lose Our Cool, with even more on the way, and I am super excited to talk to them all about it. Will, thank you so much for coming on today. How's it going? I'm good, thank you. What, uh, what part of the world are you in right now? So, I'm in, uh, I'm in South Wales at the minute, in the UK. Nice. And, you know, there's the sea is outside, it's a beautiful place to be. Awesome, man. I've never been, but I'd love to visit. I'm sure it's a beautiful place. Um, so let's, you know, I want to dive right into it here. I want to talk about We Lose Our Cool. But I also, I want to know all about the lyrics. I want to know what it's all about. If there's an all-encompassing message that you're really trying to get across. Uh, probably nothing as big as an all-encompassing message. So... You know that kind of when you when you argue with someone that you're very close to, you argue with someone you love, and the, those feelings hang around, and you lose your cool, and you forget. You know, you say things you shouldn't, and you let some of that heat die down. I guess when I started writing it, I was trying to let some of that heat die down, and you're hoping that things get better and resolve. Sure. Such a awkward little place to be where you know, you're hoping things resolve and get better course so when you're writing do you feel a sort of weight lift off your shoulders when you're finished writing a song or even like clicking the publish button do you know what? I'm, I'm not sure the process hasn't finished yet <laughs> but there's so many singles and releases to come out that the kind of that process of writing promoting releasing hasn't, hasn't come to an end yet certainly when uh when a single comes out i kind of take a little step back and of course you know, but even, I, I assume even getting the ideas out of your head onto a piece of paper has to have a little bit of an uplifting feeling. Oh, they drive me crazy. You know, the, uh, <laughs> sure, you sure. Like, I'm up until four in the morning with just a riff or a pattern going around your head and it's that strange bit between waking and sleep. Right. So once it goes out, you don't have to think about them anymore. <laughs> so that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you also have a hand in the production on your music or do you have an outside help? Like how involved are you in the entire process? Uh, it's, it, so these, this release and singles and album, it's pretty much all me. So I've put everything together, I've written, uh, kind of written it from scratch, done mixing at home in the studio. Um, all the sounds come from, you know, I've been really lucky to have to work with some great musicians. And I've spent two years recording them. So I can come home and make samples out of them and put the samples nice. in, make loops and twists and contort them. Uh, and if I can't make a sound myself, I'll go out and record it. So there's bits of toasters and fridges on there. That's pretty um, cool. And it's great. So when, when it's kind of, you know, mostly finished, I take it to a guy in Nottingham who uh, runs a place called JT Saw, and he's fantastic. Nice. He gets, so excited. He gets out all his, his pedals and his all his gear and just spends like best, the best part of a week just twisting knobs to see what strange sounds we can make. Sounds like a pretty good time, I gotta say. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I, I also want to talk about the tone of the song a little bit. Not necessarily on the album, but at least on We Lose Our Cool. It is a bit somber and it's it's obviously very emotional. What do you feel the driving force was behind that in kind of setting the atmosphere of the song when making it? You know what? I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I, I listened to the first Switch album again recently. Sure. And it's how dark it was. I'm not that serious in real life. <laughs> I'm not, I'm That's not okay. That. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess 
I mean, that song, a little bit kind of, one of the things I like the most about Leonard Cohen is, you know, if you listen to it one day, it's really depressing. Or if you're in kind of a, a down place, it's really uplifting. Sure. Sometimes I listen to it and I think it's quite happy. And sometimes I think it's quite somber. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't set out to make depressing music. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's well, that's one thing that I want to clarify. Actually, when I say somber, I do not mean depressing, because depressing is its own genre. I don't want to let the people know that you're going to get into this and feel sad at the end of it. I I more I, I think that people, depending on the lyricism and whatever the messages of the song, will craft a song based on that feeling. So if it's a positive feeling, then you're going to you know, get a pop song, for example. But if it's, you know, if it's very personal to you and it's maybe a trauma that you're reliving, then it would just feel off almost if you put a song against more of uplifting instrumentation. Do you, do you feel the same way? Or is that kind of what the thought process was? There was a definite conscious effort to kind of to capture that feeling of after an argument where you're a bit sure. dead and, you know, you uh, that kind of uh, feeling of uncertainty get better about so but there was definitely a, a want to try and capture that kind of mood yeah um, whether or not it came across successfully I, I will leave that to you to decide of course yeah that's true every listener is going to interpret your music in a different way and i i kind of think that's the beauty of music as a whole right there so yeah um so obviously the focus is going to be on the single but there's also an album out on the way and I know it's not quite out, but by the time this comes out, it should be uh, it should be pretty close to release. Is there anything that you can say about it, or even just like a little snippet of what you want people to know before they dive right in? Uh, what do you want people to know? Not me. I'd like people to listen to it. Um, <laughs> that is uh, step one. Step one, of course. Um, and if people want to share their thoughts about it and you know, get involved and get in touch, do so. Um, there's so we lose our cool just came out last friday got it uh, and it's been a really it's been a really pleasant surprise there's been magazines in italy and portugal and spain and germany kind of just run with it and print reviews and get things out in magazines and that's been i wasn't expecting any of that there's another double a side coming out next friday so that's october 15th mm -hmm. then the album comes out on november 5th so well i've kind, of kind of been teasing these tracks out a little bit and it's been, it's yeah. been really working out. I mean, there's, a, there's a guy called uh he works in the name project d mm. quite um he's kind of electronic dance slightly house music and then he picked up all those tracks and he pretty much rewrote it and added new instrumentation and parts so it's, there's a lot of collaboration in there even though it's me it's kind of pulled everything together sure it's been this this network so there's a record label in russia have been putting it out other, vo uh, other voices records there's a guy in berlin who just volunteered to make videos for all the tracks there you go these little networks of people that just shown you know fantastic support that wasn't expected but it's been yeah it's been lovely it's but pretty yeah. nice uh how connected the world is these days <laughs> it's incredible man i never i never ceases to amaze me that we can have a conversation from five thousand miles away um so this is not a question that I usually ask because it's quite clear, but I want to talk about it for your music, for your music specifically. No, I think it's a good thing. Your overall sound 
is honestly like nothing that I've ever experienced. I listen to a lot of what I would consider experimental music, but I can't quite put your music into a genre. I don't quite know what to call it. H how would you describe it for those that are going to listen? Do you know what? I don't, it's a question I've asked before and I don't know. And that's not me trying to sound avant-garde or pretentious. That's okay. Me. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not a musician. I, mean, I love things that make noise, but I can't play anything properly. So when sounds come together, they're almost accidents. That's okay. Which means that whatever comes out or whatever the finished song or finished track is, I don't know, it exists on its own. It's, it's not... That's okay. I think that's a good answer, though. And I think that also leaves it up to interpretation for those that are going to listen for the first time. And then they can think about it themselves. Because honestly, like, I've listened to the album a couple times through and I enjoy every second of it. That's not the problem. But I always like to be like, what what am I listening to? Try to think about it on an analytical level and try to put a label on it. But I think it also kind of goes to show that the music industry these days is not just pop, rock, R&B anymore. It's kind of a mix of everything due okay. to the future of production, really. There's some, there's some fantastic types. I mean, I'm, I mean, I run a reviews website, so I'm lucky enough to hear new bands every day. More yeah. Than I can Too much music. Styles <laughs> and genres and the crossovers is oh, it's incredible. Um, like there's, there's a Rude Girl and CC, so this is kind of a hip hop, but with the bass playing guitarist from Adam and the Ants. So you've got this right. real clash of aggression and action. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe that does tie into the music that comes out of Bridge. I mean, yeah. my interests go everything from uh, New York Dolls and that kind of late 70s mm -hmm. American punk and suicide up to Scott Walker, up to kind of. <laughs> so the last record I got was. Uh, 70s compilation of Swiss jazz. Nice, okay. <laughs> all, the, all these little pots of sound. Sure, sure. Uh, what I do want to say, though, is that I, I also like to, I like to talk about people's processes and I like to talk about their inspirations. Are you one of those people that when making music, they try to avoid listening to music as to not have influence on what they're making, or do you actively seek out music in order to find something to create, I suppose? Good question. Um, I guess it kind of goes full circles. When you're, when you're surrounded by sounds and surrounded by music, then you hear things and go, okay, that, that's a nice style, or that's a, you know, nice textures to work with. But then once you get involved in creating it, because I kind of from, from at home in the studio, kind of hammering these things out, whilst I make it, you tend not to listen to anything else because you're so sure. focused on getting something right and putting something yeah. together. So once, what, yeah, once you're making a song, you might you might not listen to anything else for a week, which sounds really self-indulgent. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah, I get that, and also like. I think when you're really deep in the process of making music, it, it feels like a job at points. So it's not like you're going to get home from your job and then keep doing your job of listening to music. It becomes overwhelming. You get a little bit of burnout at times. Yeah, yeah definitely. Plenty of nights have gone to bed with eye strain and headaches from staring at people. Nice. Okay, <laughs> so then let's get ourselves in the headspace of before making music. I want to know what 
artists in the past have inspired you, what I might be able to find on your playlist, because I feel like you have quite the eclectic mix of listening, something that maybe I haven't heard before, but that I could get into. Um, I don't know, so you go through, you go through those phases, like, uh, so there's, sure. there's lots of passage bands like Velvet Underground, Jesus America, Enjoy Division, and all that stuff I got into really early. Okay. And after that, it was what well, kind of late 70s punk from the US and UK. Um, then I started getting heavily into Psychobilly. Um, really? Psychobilly bands, you know, jumping around under a, <laughs> under a character of a suit. There you go. I broke too many teeth and ribs for that to continue, so I thought I'd do something a bit quieter. This is where this came out. Uh, so yeah, I mean, in terms of things to listen to, I mean, Stooges is going to always going to be up there. Sure. Just drugs. Uh, in terms of new things, so Death Cult Electric, C33s, Minaxi, um, Tiny Dino, and these are some of the bands that come in. Yeah. That make it to me, and I find myself listening to them on repeat, and it's brilliant. It's awesome. You got great taste. I'm definitely going to rewatch this, of course, and do my own homework. I've heard of a few of those bands, but I haven't heard of all of them. So I'll definitely be checking them out. Um, I want to know, though, because you're, I mean, you're still in the middle of this process. You're still making music from start to finish, from the writing to the recording to the actual, I guess, promotion side of it. Is there one thing that you enjoy the most or that you look forward to in the entire process? Yeah, you know what? So taking it to... <clears throat> taking it to Phil at JT Souls to do that mm -hmm. mix to kind of get that uh, that extra layer of polish and production and sure. sound because that's the first time it was kind of collaborative with someone else in person sure. that's the first time I took it to someone else and I worked on it together with someone else yeah. and, that was great. and I look forward to that that part of the process every time that's amazing I don't know I mean I always say this but I feel like there's there's an obvious difference between an artist themselves and then the producer. It's like having two sides of your brains. They're maybe hearing something that you're not hearing, but once you find that producer or that mixer or master and you know that they do a good job, you can't let them go because they kind of understand you. Yeah, I mean, Phil's been brilliant. So he's worked with, um, so Slum Party and Sleep with Mods. And then the guy who did the masterings worked with Rag and Bone Man in the fall. So you know, mm -hmm. I'm really lucky to have these people that I call friends. <laughs> they're awesome. Really yeah and you learn a little something in the process if you're sitting there like hey show me what this does show me what that does figure it out for the future um so hypothetically speaking what does the next year of your life look like in a perfect world in a perfect world yeah you know all restrictions and blah 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 aside what would you like to happen in the next year or what's on the horizon so on the horizon, so there's plenty more releases. There's a release from previous bands coming out, a live album. There's so the next next album I'm working on is a kind of eighties electro pop album. With, okay. Uh, <laughs> Completely. Was not expecting that answer, but okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Between Genesis and the Cure. <laughs> I am really looking forward to that. Okay, cool. Uh, so as, as long as I'm kept busy, so as long as I'm involved sure. in music. As long as I've got new sounds coming in and I'm producing new sounds and I'm working with people, I'm happy. Of course. Yeah, the inspirations never really stop. So if you're feeling it, make it. Um, 
are, is there any opportunities or even something that you'd want to potentially tour for this record? Uh, do you like getting on stage or are you more of like a recorded artist? This, so Fritch is a tricky thing to reproduce. Sure. Um, because it's so heavily focused on samples and loops. And, and right. It's, it's a really hard thing. I mean, there are, there are people that if I persisted enough, they might come join me and try and replicate some of those sounds. Sure. Logistics of recording a recording this is, yeah, might be unworkable. That's reasonable. Um, but that's not to say that other projects, you know, so the, the Psychedelic Band I gigged, sorry, the Psychedelic Band I was in, we were gigging two, three cities a week. Nice. Five years, it's brilliant. So yeah, I'd, getting on stage is definitely a feature that maybe not for this. Sure. And I think that just goes to show how complicated, not maybe not complicated is the word, but complex is the word for what the music is and how hard it is to recreate. And it's like, listen, if I had 20 guys on stage, I'm sure I could make it work fine. But considering that you're the guy doing it all, it's a little tough to take that knowledge and pass it off to someone else. Yeah, and ideally, I mean, I've, I have thought about it, but I wouldn't know where to get a string section. Yeah, that's tough. So it'd be, it'd be quite a big ensemble project, and it'd be yeah, I would probably wouldn't be able to work on anything else while setting that. That's reasonable. Okay, so then in this case, this next question sort of has something to do with that, but let's forget the live setting. So the full album, the full album is about to come out. Obviously, there's a bunch of great songs on there. Is there one song specifically that you're looking forward to listeners hearing for the first time the most? I know they're all your babies. There has to be one song that you really just kind of triumphed over and you're so happy that it's finished. There's there's two for two very different reasons. Um, there's a, a kind of, I don't want to call it a centerpiece of the album, because again, that makes it sound like some big, old rock epic, pretentious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but there, there's a track in the middle called A Starting Stew. It's probably the longest I've ever spent making a track. It probably took the best part of the year wow. to write. And Damn. It starts off with uh, lots of phone static, you know, that static you get me put on mobile phone or amp, and it starts crashing. Sure. That cuts through with voices. And I wanted it to end up sounding somewhere between uh, like a big rave synth and some Adam Yannis drums. Mm -hmm. So how, how to get from that really dark, slow beginning and build up to that, that kind of end, the end point. So I'm intrigued to see what people make of that. Um, I guess the other track in the album is the simplest one. And it's a, it's a song that I've had written for maybe four or five years, but never knew what to do with. It's just piano and vocals. It's amazing. The, so, well, then in this case, how did you know that it was done? I feel like working on a song for so long and twisting it and tweaking it and sort of perfecting it, there had to have been a moment where you were like, I'm done. I'm done working on it. Yeah, so either I run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, or, I mean, yeah, okay, so when working with Phil, there were a couple of points where we both looked at each other and just said, yeah, that's it. Stop. Yeah. Um, nothing more to Sim Simple as that. And having, having someone else to tell you stop is so important. Yeah. So like tinkering and so once you... So you need to give yourself deadlines. You need to give yourself, you know, financial restraint. Totally. It's as good a restraint as any, but 
it gives you an endpoint. Yeah, man, there is a base level, you know, le because a level of perfectionism when it comes to music in all forms. Like, you can't be an artist. I think it's because you care so much. You, you want it to sound as good as you think it's going to, and that's why you spend all the time and work on it. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's little parts when listening back. So I had a quick listen before speaking to you because I haven't listened to it properly for the best part of, I don't know, six months or so. Right. Um, and there's little parts, I think, I wonder how that could be done different. But what's true. the point? True. No point, man. Everyone's <laughs> going to love it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I will. I've only got a couple more questions for you at this point. Um, and it's what this, this question is one that you've sort of touched on in terms of who you're listening to, but in this last year, are there any even like local artists that you can recommend people that aren't getting the due that they should be for the amazing music that they're making? Local artists, I'm not too sure. So I've just moved here. Um, okay. so I'm, I'm getting feelers out and trying to kind of get involved in, in music here in the venues. Yeah. Uh, also, in terms of discovering kind of live, no one's been able to do that for a really long time. True. Not been able to just pop down to head down to your local venue and see see what's there. Uh, in terms of new music coming out, so the stuff the stuff I get sent to, to review. Yes, yeah, so some of those bands I men bands I mentioned earlier. P33's Death Call Electric, who are just aggressive, aggressive <laughs> boys, and it's, it's brutal. It's <laughs> Love that. Uh, and then Tiny Dino just make really, really lush, glossy pop. Very cool. I love that you have very, you know, I mean, your your taste in music is quite eclectic. So uh, definitely be checking those out. All right, well, I've got one more question for you at this point. And the question here is basically for the person that is going to discover you from this and for the person that is going to listen to your music for the first time, what is an opening message you'd like to say to them as they kind of dive into your world? Don't let the strangers put you off. I mean, this, you were saying that you can't quite categorize it and you can't quite put it into a, to a camp. And I think that is that definitely does put people off sometimes. Nice. It makes it harder to add to that. So if you can, yeah, if you can get past the weird signs and find something in it, please do. It's <laughs> a fantastic answer. And I, I sincerely want to thank you so much for taking the time. This has been great. For everyone else out there, by the time this comes out, Fritch will have a whole slew of new music coming on. We're going to have all the links below so that you can follow and listen and really just get into it. I always love kind of getting in the head of an artist before a major release. And so again, I want to thank you so much for coming on and uh, kind of bearing your soul to the people. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for your time. You're very welcome, man. I hope you have a great rest of your night and uh, we'll definitely be speaking soon. Yeah. All right. Take All right. Yourself. Take care. Bye-bye.